yet another week in the NFL and college football spectrum, which means it is another week with the units per betting. My name is Bruce Sanders. I am your tripod co-host today, and I am flanked by my two good buddies and co-hosts, Drew and Schulze. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Ready to kill it? Yep, ready for another week. Don't let our lack of enthusiasm and energy take away. We are going to destroy this week. Just a real quick summarization of last week. It was awful. All right, we did awful. I, well, just personally, I was, yeah, it was a rough day. It was a rough week for me last week, but I'm blaming it on a full moon. Fuck that noise. It's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, I went five and six on the week with up four units. Drew went three and six on the week. And he is even, and Schultz went one and three minus one unit. But to be fair, I mean, Schultz, do you think Mitchell could have gotten to the end zone if he didn't leave early in the game? Um, you know, I put my money on him because you know he's healthy for once. You know, hey, week one, my guy's healthy. Let's go. Give me, give me, give me some run here. He didn't even make it to halftime. Um, I yeah, who knows? It's a good, good question. You know, my other gripe is with Kyler really because. He was like three or four yards short at halftime in a blowout, and you can't even scramble once in the second half. Killing me. I, I'm pretty sure that he actually lost yards in the half instead of gained them. And like we say, with props, you're going to either lose, win by a lot or lose by a handful. It is just the worst way to handle things, and it's all on, usually just a really, really tough way to go about things. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, also I feel like you're at a little bit of a disadvantage here because you didn't know that it was going to be – basically a slip and slide field uh because that was insane that was a true blunder of all blunders and the fact that retractable roofs are not a reality in 2022 is just a really really interesting um marketing ploy by the nfl but we decided since drew and schultz went one and three on the week that we're just going to push it back to this week which means somebody's going to have to do a really really shitty punishment Please, dear God, don't be me. Uh, we're just gonna take we're gonna take our week one and week two records and see how we do. But without further ado, let's get to the business, my friends. As always, you can find these lines on BetUS if you use the promo code Yards Per and, and you deposit for the first time fifty dollars or more, you get one hundred twenty five percent budget or percent bonus back. That's right, one hundred twenty five percent. That's a lot of money, and you'll make more when you listen to us. So without further ado, Schultzy, since you kind of got the raw end of the stick last week, why don't you start us off? Where are you taking your money this week? All right. <clears throat> so my first one and my personal favorite for uh, my picks is going to be Tyreek Hill, over 68 and a half reception yards at minus 115. Um, I'm putting one unit here. I All my my you know weekly bets, I always just do one unit. Uh, but it was a pretty solid start for Tyreek. Nice showing, but in week one, but the thing was completely stress-free game for Miami. Um, saw a Twitter thread this week and I'm not gonna be able to pull who it was cause I forgot to write it down, but basically Tyreek in games where he's favored. I mean, this was with the chiefs, obviously his, his points per game, uh, fantasy points per game is significantly lower than games he's he's underdog in now i'm sure sample has blown that up out of proportion some as how often were the chiefs really dogs but you look back with the chiefs and when when the chiefs needed plays they needed points they needed you know clutch plays and big moments and in, in tight games it was tyreek 
And <clears throat> I think that's going to translate to Miami. Uh, you're going to get a game this week in Baltimore where they're going to have to score because Baltimore, same boat. They're going to they're going to be putting up the points. So I I just think that this is the first time we're going to see uh, the Dolphins really going into the bag with McDaniel because um, they didn't need to last week. And so shiny new toy in Tyreek, I'm expecting a big day. Uh, 68 and a half yards. It's not even really that much. So. He's going to have a nice day. Secondly, we're going to Saquon Barkley. The guy blew up week one. Let's just be real. Like he blew everybody out of the water. He's back. Let's go. Um, And my first thought was to look into like his yardage lines or maybe, you know, rushing and receiving total or something. But I found over 16 and a half yards on his longest rush of the day. Also at minus 115. Now, Saquon is probably the premier home run hitter at running back in the league right now, as far as like dudes who are just boom or bust and 16 and a half. That's not even a lot. He gets to play Carolina who Nick Chubb just crammed it down their throat. So I want to say Saquon had at least two runs that broke 16 and a half in week one. So he's going to get a prime matchup. And once again, a game I expect him to get fed. I love it. And finally, I'm going Jags plus four. Call me a Jags homer. It's true. Um, but first of all, Indy has not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Call what you want. But this is some wizard shit, man. The Jaguars are awful. They're probably the worst team in the past 10 years with the Browns. And the Colts have been very good. And they, it's been eight years. Like, this is nuts. Um, the Jags obviously took the loss week one. They were down 14 to three in the second quarter. And most Jaguars teams would have just gotten pummeled the rest of the time. They fought back. They had a lead in the fourth. They couldn't hold it. But like, this is a young team that's fighting and they're going to, they're going to be on the rise. The Colts did not look that great. Um, man, four points at home for the Jags. I, Colts are beaten up. They're going to be without Alec Pierce. Um, still no Shaquille Leonard. Buckner's questionable. Kenny Moore's questionable. I I just, there's too much here that's not pointing good for the Colts. And also, two uh, away games to start this season. That's rough. Um, give me Jags plus four at home. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's just a one of those lines you just kind of hit. And you just smile and wave as you get the money back, right? Hey, that's the plan. Uh, hey, Drew, how... back... Oh, sorry, Britt. Yeah, Tyreek Hill prop too. I just saw a report the Ravens, or yeah, the Ravens secondary, maybe without their top four quarter cornerbacks. They're all injured. Humphrey with a groin mispractice today. <laughs> Marcus Peters hasn't played since 2020. Brandon Stevens, a quad, he missed last two practices. And then Kyle Fuller tore his ACL last week against the Jets. So that's 68 may, may not be much at all, like you said. Wow. I, I was like already a big fan of that. And before I even knew that, let's go. Drew, where are you laying your money this week? So my first one going with Denver minus nine and a half at Houston. I'm like Schultz. Uh, all mine will be just one unit plays for this week, but. We saw in primetime, Denver left 14 points on the one-yard line. 
last week in Seattle. Running backs couldn't get in the end zone. Now you get your home opener against a Houston team that played the Colts last weekend and ended up in a tie. They have another quarter already played under their belt, and now you're going into altitude playing in Denver. Houston only averages 4.4 yards per play compared to Denver averaging 6.8 against Seattle. The Russell Wilson to Seattle distraction that kind of seemed like it was looming since the schedule was, was released, prime time, going back to Seattle for the first time. Now everything's behind them. You get Russell Wilson at home. I think they're going to bounce back in a big way. So I'm taking Denver minus nine and a half at home. The next one, we talked about the 49ers-Bears game earlier being just sloppy and, and playing the monsoon. I don't know if this game is going to be sloppy because of the weather, but these offenses stink. It's the Patriots and Steelers under 40 and a half. They both look bad in week one. Pittsburgh lucked out by getting a pick six, and they still only scored 23 points in overtime. And they had a plus five turnover differential. The last five years under Bill Belichick on the road, the under is 20 and 11 with New England. And likewise with Pittsburgh in the same span, when they're a dog, the under is 19, 11 and one. It's 40 and a half. I think it's one of the lowest numbers this week, but I'm gladly going to take that. What should be a defensive battle in Pittsburgh. And the last one, another divisional home dog. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints plus two and a half against Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's 0-4 when he's playing the Saints in the regular season, and he's going to be without Chris Godwin and possibly Donovan Smith, their left tackle. He's doubtful. They lost their center for the season earlier this offseason. Now you're going to lose another piece of the offensive line. It's just not a good matchup for Tampa Bay, especially this early in the season. Tom Brady typically gets off to a slow start, so I'm going to take the home dog in the division with the points with the Saints. I got to say – New England always does what they always take away your strength. And what's Pittsburgh's strength? Well, it was running. It's no longer. It's basically anything. So they're just going to ask Trubisky to beat them through the air. And that is going to be just a hilarious spectacle for three hours. So I think that under is fantastic. And it's and funny because I think when it comes to betting, like prime numbers, if you get a double digit away in the plus points, so like if, if, if Houston goes to 10, then you can start thinking about Houston or if, this, or if the Saints go to three, then that's an absolute smash. But at plus two and a half and plus nine and a half, you're flirting with danger. But I kind of like those. I think they're going to come through tenfold. And I we have a we have a bit of a theme here, right? Uh, it's slaughtering the teams that blow, and that's what I'm going to continue to handle with. I went Miami plus three. They're on the road. They're going against Baltimore. We just mentioned that Baltimore's defense is literally decimated. There's really not much to mention here. They lit up the Patriots, which we kind of knew was going to happen anyways. And I just think that it is more likely than not going to be a high scoring affair on the Dolphins. And I trust the Dolphins to be able to manage that game better than the Ravens, just because of the fact that the Ravens secondary is now decimated and two is looking serviceable enough to deliver the ball where they need to where they need to utilize their quarterbacks and their wide receivers in space. So Miami plus three, first half line. I think that's very likely to come through to come to fruition. Hopefully. Uh, I also like the Miami money line in that game, but I'm not going to bet that because it's just a little reckless for my taste, especially after last week. It was a bad week, guys. It was a rough, rough week, and I'm ready to get back on track. Um, Minnesota plus a half or plus 0.5 first half. I'm going to be honest. They're in Philly. Philly's defense and Philly looked good against Detroit, but 
they also let Detroit stay in that game and Detroit moved the ball at will against them. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles didn't do a fantastic job against the run. And I do know that while they have O'Connell as their, their, their head coach now, they are going to be able to utilize Dalvin Cook creatively and successfully. And I think that's more than enough to leverage this game. I think it's likely that Minnesota is going to keep kind of attacking the Eagles. And I just, I think they have a better offense to be honest. And I don't know Well, I think that Jalen Hurts has improved and the entire Eagles offense is really exciting. I think that what we saw last week is very unlikely to be replicated this week. So I think Minnesota plus point plus a half point, Going to the first half is a really good bet here. I'm spending a unit on that bad boy. And then I'm going to go Cincinnati minus four. Um, I mean, I, it's Cincinnati. I, I it, They had a really rough go about it against Pittsburgh. That's fair. I No one's really going to take that away from them. But I do think they're going to get back on track. They got out of the game relatively healthy on offense. Mixon's a little banged up here and there, but... As long as they have Burrow healthy, as long as they have Chase healthy, I think they're going to be able to go. T. Higgins is tr- T. Higgins is trending, um, coming back. He only reason he didn't practice he, on Thursday is his father passed away two weeks ago, so he was out, or and so he was attending the funeral. Um, Dallas is decimated. They have no offensive line. They have no quarterback. Their defense is awful. Uh, the only reason that the Buccaneers weren't able to run it up on them more is because Tom Brady just forgot how to execute in the red zone. Maybe that's just a leak over from Julio Jones effect, but I think that that game is kind of leaving a nice taste in their mouth. Uh, Plus four or minus four is a little scary just because the key numbers are three and seven. So ideally you want to get it closer to three than four, but I do really believe that the Bengals are going to score at will against Dallas. And I don't think it's going to be particularly close it's one of those games where I wouldn't be surprised if they were up double digits leading into the half. Um, I'm going to put one unit on that, but I sort of also want to put two units. I'm just going to maintain this lead here, though, and be smart with it. Uh, before we get to our college boy, we do have our sleeper pick of the week. We're going to introduce this. It, honestly, we just was put in just so we could jam this bet into it, and that's the Jacksonville money line. Uh, Drew... What was the numbers you were saying regarding Jacksonville and the Colts? I believe in the last 14, I think the Jaguars are 13 and 1 against the spread. 13 and 1 against the spread. And I believe Schultz, you said the Colts were had a really awful track record at Jacksonville, right? Sorry, 2014. Last time Jags uh lost to the Colts in Jacksonville. Well, if you come you if you compile everything you've heard about Jack or about the Colts. And then you add in that it's just, it's not looking like a real fun game for them this week. And I would Jacksonville is our money line of the week and we're going to smash it. We're not telling you with a butt on units, but we're going to smash that. And it's going to be great. Um, since I'm talking, I'm just going to continue going with college football bets as we watch Louisville, just basically dismantle Florida state. Now that they lost Jordan Travis to a knee injury, I'm going to go first off. I'm going to do first half Georgia minus 14 and a half. This is on Thursday or yeah, Friday night. So if that line's changed, I'm sorry. I have seen it go up to 15. That's a little scary for me. If it was 13, I would put two units on that, but it is not as 14 and a half. Georgia is strong in the first half and they are pulling an opponent that is not. So Georgia minus 14 and a half is definitely the move I am putting there. I'm putting one unit on that bad boy. Uh, moving into the game of the week, I guess, which is just awful, but 
BYU against Oregon, the only two ranked teams that are really playing this week of consequence. I think BYU is going to win this game. If it was BYU minus three at home in, at Eugene, I still would probably take BYU. I know they don't have Romney and they don't have Nasua, but I believe that they're still going to be able to dominate Oregon. The Oregon-led Bo Nixes or the Bo Nixes-led Oregon. It's, just, I, it's a bet against Bo Nix, to be honest. And I know it's at home and it's their first, their first game at home. But that really doesn't bother me much. BYU's defense is exceptionally stout, and I think it is going to be a dismantling of Oregon. So BYU first half bet plus two and a half, and then Ole Miss minus ten first half. I, Ole Miss is good. Lane Kiffin is figuring things out a little bit here and there, but ultimately, it's just a bet against Georgia Tech. They don't really have that great of a team in general it's gonna be uh jackson dart now because drew ultimate got injured so i think 10 is probably a number that's too low moving in a half but this is one of those teams where it's just it's gonna be a shelling and i'm not even sure if jack even if georgia tech has a plus or goes positive on the turnover margin i don't think they have an, an offense that's gonna be able to keep this game close so i'm just trusting that the Ole Miss Rebels are able to get up big and quickly and carry that lead into half. Drew, who do you got going for college? We'll stay on Ole Miss. I'm going to take them for the game, uh, minus 16. Like you said, it's more of a play on Georgia Tech. They're not – they're one of the worst Power 5 football programs currently. Under Jeff Collins, they're 10-26. and 26. Uh, against the spread, they are 10 and 18 against as an underdog. They're three and seven against ranked opponents and four and ten as home dogs. Lane Kiffin, like you mentioned, he he reloaded that offense after Matt Corral and company left for the NFL draft. And I, I don't think it's going to be close for this one. So I'll, I'll take them the game. I, I like the minus 10. I may have to add that as well. Another one I like Central Florida, Florida Atlantic under 62. We hit on this trend in week one for Florida Atlantic when they knocked off Charlotte. But under Willie Taggart, the under is nine and three in home games for FAU. They're only allowing 14.3 points per game. John Rise Pumley with UCF last week didn't look strong against UC, uh, excuse me, against Louisville. So I'm going to bank on this trend continuing. And then a money line I like LSU plus 125 against Mississippi State. Brian Kelly gets his SEC schedule, I guess career coaching-wise, kicked off under the lights in Death Valley, and he gets it against Mississippi State. They looked bad to start against Florida State, but as we've seen over the last, I guess, two and a half weeks now for Florida State, they may just be good. They picked it up last week against Southern. They scored 37 in the first quarter, 51 for the half. Granted, it's Southern, but that's a good way to bounce back. That's what you're supposed to do against those schools. And Mississippi State is very one-dimensional. They ranked dead last last year in FBS in terms of rushing, and now you're going up against the quote-unquote DBU with LSU. I think LSU can win this not easily, but I think I think they could run away with it in the second half under Brian Kelly in his first, first SEC home game. So I'm going to take the Tigers. I like it. A couple more college bets to monitor. You have Michigan State plus three going into UW. Michigan State is ranked. UW is not. Michigan State is probably going to be without Jaden Reed, which is why that line reads that way it is. Neither team has really proven anything this season. 
I think that the fact that they're laying three going to UW is a very interesting pick. Also, Texas A&M, they are starting Max Johnson, and they're facing a team that is not going to really run against them at will. I forget who they're playing off the top of my head, but I think that's a pretty slick pick to take as well. But neither of us are going to put that on our docket because we like wins and not being risky. That being said, before we get to our musketeer parlay, gentlemen, what is your favorite bet of the week? Um, mine uh, is Tyreek. Uh, man, it was I already loved it, and then Drew just hammered it home. That it's it's my favorite. Um, I'll jump in with college real fast. I got one. I forgot to write it down. My bad. I like Georgia minus twenty five. Um, there's just a damn good defense, and Spencer Rattler sucks. He just makes boneheaded plays after boneheaded play. Like, I don't know, man. I'm not the biggest biggest college dude, but I test wise, every time I watch him, I'm like, this this guy this guy sucks. So him <laughs> versus that Georgia defense, that's that's all I got. No, I, I you mean you, that's really all you need to be on. <laughs> Drew, what's your lock of the week? My favorite one is the Central Florida, Florida Atlantic under 62 for college. I like that. My favorite's gonna be going into the first half. Uh, it's going to be in college BYU plus two and a half. And in the pros, I'm going to go Minnesota plus point half point, which leads us to our musketeer parlay. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, parlays are a tremendous waste of money. Please don't do it. But if you do join ours, because you can get Boku bucks. That being said, there's a reason why parlays offer such fantastic, juicy odds. And like I said, it's not because they hit often. But we had, nonetheless, we had a nice sweat. We were so close. We just needed just a little bit more. We went two out of three, which is not bad. It's kind of good. Uh, this week, we are going to take Minnesota plus half a point in the first half. We're going to take the Saints plus two and a half full game. And we're going to take Jacksonville plus four full game. It's going to net you $10. It's going to net you $58.65, which you can, again, utilize that. Now, I will say, when it comes to putting or or using the yards per promo for BetUS, you get 125% deposit bonus, which means that's 125% free money. What I like to do with free money is try to utilize it and kind of get a little risky and juicy. See if you get lucky on a couple parlays or teasers. This is a parlay and or teaser, which could go back and help out significantly, especially if it hits, which we didn't put it there for not to hit. So hopefully you guys will follow us and tail us, let us know. And then next week you are going to get the first ever units per punishment showdown. Good luck. Godspeed. Gentlemen. One of you two are going to do it next week. Do you have any final words before we figure it out? My my mind is ready. My body is not. True. Yeah, I need to, similar to what, what Zach said, I need to mentally prepare for this. Okay, silence is probably best. As <laughs> always, ladies and gentlemen, please, if you have a gambling problem, seek out and reach help. It is not too late. You can go to nationalgamblinghotline.com. You can go search it on the internet. If you cannot, if you're not able to search it on the internet, please go ahead and use this number. 
the national hotline national help hotline is 1-800-522-4700 as always please responsible gambling or please gamble responsibly and within your means our units are five dollars a piece so please don't go blowing make sure you set up a a what's the word I'm looking for here budget Put spreadsheet up, thank you a budget spreadsheet track your picks make sure you're staying within your picks it is always better to stop your losses now instead of trying to make them up and make them worse believe me you'll be happy to do that but always enjoy the games we look forward to hearing from you and i can't wait to see if zach and or drew get a little weird with the punishments this week see you there everybody Peace. bye